All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, Tim Warsberger, official podcast of HockeyFights.com. Very exciting, Tim. We got a, we got a hockey fighter on the show. Why? Well, sure. A hockey player who fights occasionally, and when he does fight, he beats guys' doors off. That's what he does. <laughs> the one and the only, Kevin Miller, is joining the show. Kevin, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. So, just to let me set the, the frame for everybody, because our listeners, not many people can see, usually when we do an interview, the guy is, you know, normal size, you know, not, not really intimidating. Kevin is very intimidating. He's got the beefed-up chest... He's it's got the camera this, angle. The it's tattoo camera poking angle. out a little bit. It makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes me. It, it would have changed the way I played the game had I known he was this intimidating when I played Boston. But good thing I didn't. That's a but lie. Boy, oh boy, he's a very intimidating. Thank you, Kevin, for joining the show. I appreciate yeah. it, my man. Absolutely. So you're in Buffalo right now, getting ready to play the city. You guys play tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow and Friday. All right. So you've been injured. You've been on the shelf. You've had a history of injury. What are you injured with now currently? Today? Yeah, I got a, I got an infection on my foot from my skate. Skate was rubbing on it and um, turned into cellulitis. Next thing you know, I was in the hospital for a couple of days and, and on the shelf. So um, I'm, eventually I'm just going to go buy a lotto ticket because at some point things will turn and uh, it won't be an issue anymore. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy again and, and ready to play, thankfully. <laughs> Is this the most embarrassing injury you've ever had when you've had to tell people why you're out? My skate was rubbing yes, on my, my foot. foot. <laughs> by, by far. By far. Yeah. By well, far. we hope you're back soon. You're a very entertaining player because I, I love seeing you out there. I love seeing your type of game. Tim's a big Bruins fan. He knows all about you, so he's excited to have you back. Right, uh, I'm, a pretty, I'm pretty objective. I try to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, congrats on five in a row. You guys have obviously been buzzing pretty hard since the deadline. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about – like what the vibe's been like in the room and, and how those new guys are fitting in. Well, hold on before that. Let me, let me touch on this because you mentioned the deadline. I'm sorry to dump on your point. Did you guys know you were going to be buyers or sellers going into the deadline? Like, do you have any idea? Because I'll be honest with you before this deadline, I was like, Boston's got to sell everybody. Like just no, get we, rid of the there, was, there was no doubt in our mind that we were buyers. Um, we got, I mean, when you have the core group that we have, like you have to give those guys every shot that you can to win. 
Um, I think that 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 swings and the organization had kind of set that. And I think that um, on top of that, I think we knew we had a good team. We had we've been through a lot of injuries. We've been through some ups and downs. The schedule kind of obviously, with, you know, you see teams every night. They win the next night. They win one night, then they win lose nine and one the next night. Right. So it's um, we knew we had like the we were just missing a few pieces and. Um, and then, you know, obviously with the trade deadline, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sucks going up to it, you know, the drill, like it's, but after that, it's like, Hey, this is your team. Now the guys get in. And, and obviously we picked up some great players that uh, have really complimented our game. And, and I think that have, have changed the locker room for us a little bit and they've, uh, they've, they've been on board right away and we've had some success. And I think that, you know, we, we, we're still, you know, we get Carlo healthy, we get a couple of other guys healthy and, and, and uh, I think we'll be a, a force to be reckoned with here soon. When you see you get Taylor Hall, are you just like, holy boy, here we go. Like that's, he's, he's the biggest fish in the pond and you guys go and grab him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially I'm, you know, like playing against him. He's just a, he's a, he's a great player, man. He flies, he makes good plays. And then you get on a guy's line like Krejci, who in my mind is just totally underrated. He just, he's unbelievable. And you put a guy like that and there, that line is going to be dangerous um, they and you've already shown it. They've already seen it. So I think it's it, it's just it's really given them the opportunity to have that first, second, really good line. And and, and you know we're excited about it for sure. And now Mike Riley too. I know you've been. Uh, you have, have you skated with him yet? Like what have you seen from him? And and how, yeah. how important has he been to the team? So his first game, his first game coming in, I played with him. Uh, he was my D partner. Um, and he, I mean, he's been great. And what I heard from him, um, initially was that, you know, he breaks pucks out really well and he gets his, he gets a shot through and you're seeing that, um, that right away. Like he, we spend less time in the zone and he, he's getting his shots through and creates some opportunities, made some great plays down low. And, and I think he fits in well with us. Yeah. So obviously, um, you guys lost some pretty big defensemen last year during the off season with Chara going to Washington and Krug being traded or signing with, uh, the blues, like how did, how did that news break to you guys? Did you have an idea that that might happen and kind of what was your mentality when you heard that? Kevin was, when, Kevin when, was pumped. He went from third pairing to second pairing <laughs> in one off season. He didn't have to do anything. Did nothing. No, no. Uh, you know, it's those, those guys. I mean, Kruger basically came into the league the year before I came up. He was in Providence with me and like was a good, he's a good friend of mine. And like, we we've been in the league together basically. And so I, I never really wanted to ask him be like, Hey man, you coming back. You just, you just like a weird question with your free agents. You don't really know. Um, I was under the impression that, Hey, he's coming back. And then when you hear that, he's not, it's, it's, you know, it's the guys have to do right by themselves, right. They look out for their family and whatnot, but um, we certainly miss him. And I think he's just a, he's a dynamic player. And then, you know, on top, you know, you throw a Z in there, um, you know, the guys, I, I don't even really know where to begin, right, with Z. He's just, he's been our leader for a long time, and he's just been such a good um, role model and influence on me and a number of guys. He's, he's led our team. He's, he's won Stanley Cup. He's the ultimate competitor and warrior. So, you know, I could go all day about him. But it was just, it was definitely a tough blow, right? And then, but I think it also, it gave room for a lot of the younger guys to grow. Like a guy like Carlo and, and McAvoy and and, and Grizzlich and and even some of the younger guys who hadn't had the opportunity to come in and play. Uh, and I think we, at the beginning of the season, it was kind of like a rallying cry, like, "Hey guys, this is it now! Like, time to put your big boy pants on! Like, we need to play here." So, 
Yeah, you mentioned Providence too. You played just about maybe two and a half seasons down there in the beginning of your career, uh, two and chains. What were some of the biggest things you learned during that time that helped you prepare to be an NHL player? Um, <clears throat> I wasn't the greatest skater coming out of college. Still not the greatest skater by any means. I was going to say, think, come on, Kevin. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I'm not. And so um, I'm never going to claim to be that guy. Uh, but but that was something that, like, I, I, like, really saw that, hey, God, these guys can move, right? These guys are super fast. They can move. And, like, in order for me to be able to play in this league, I need to, you know, improve my skating. And that was kind of one of the things that I, I focused on a lot of. Um, and I still believe that, especially where the game's going, like it's just getting faster every year. Guys are getting faster every year. So if you, if you can't, if you can't skate, you, I don't know if you, you know, you, you find those, those couple guys who have so much skill, that they're able to get away with it. And I'm certainly not one of those guys either. But no, and you nailed it on the head. There's, there's only a certain amount of guys who can throw, who are tough guys who, who stay in the league. And I, I prided myself in being like one of the quote unquote, like big, heavy heavyweights who could really keep up with the game. And everybody looked at me like, ah, you're a big joke. But I, you know, I kept up fairly well. I did my best. I actually trained in Boston for a few summers. You you know, coach Vincent, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. uh, Is it Paul Vincent? Yeah. 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 How do I know that name? He's Boston guy. He worked for Chicago for years. I would go to Boston in the summers and do skating camps with him because you need to find a way to keep up. And I would literally just work on my feet all off season long to try to keep up with these young kids. And it worked because you stick around for a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. I mean, even like, I don't want to compare it to Thority, but like Thority could play too, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he was a good player. I mean? Like you, you guys could play. Like you guys could, it was like, you could skate, you keep up. And like, if you don't have that, it just it, it goes away so quick, and I think you, you get exposed quick, and that that was that's kind of the biggest thing. Absolutely, you mentioned. Uh, I thought it was interesting this off season when you guys didn't make any moves at all. Like Char left, Krug left. Everyone was expecting you guys to make a splash, get Peter Angelo, do something. When you guys don't do anything, yeah, the media is all over you myself included. I'm like, Boston, what is Sweeney doing? They got to get this guy out of there. Like they have these studs. They got to surround him with some complimentary talent. What's going on in your head, in the room's head, when you guys come into training camp? Are you like – because, listen, I, I do a lot with Chicago. When I go there, I, I do the convention, and I talk to the guys. Like, I don't know – like, the star guys, they're like, I don't know half the guys on my team. They're not confident going into this season. What's the, the vibe like in Boston when you guys don't uh, sign anybody? Well, so – I mentioned, like, I mentioned, like, it's not like they're in the way of these guys growing, right? Like, they're not, right? Because um, they're they're still playing, but you give them more room to like to grow their game, right? So yeah. I, I knew my game, right? I'm, I'm old enough. I, this is my game, right? I'll play that role. But then a guy like Charlie McAvoy to truly become a number one, and you're seeing him like become that, right, in front of your eyes in the half a season. Um, and take on that role, right? And then a guy like Grizzly, where he's, you know, he's playing a little bit behind Kruger, but he's taken that on, right? He's been a little bit injured this year, but he's taken that on and, like, made good strides with it. Carlo stepping in and, like, taking, you know, he's he's that next wave of leadership that we're going to have uh, when, you know, when guys are gone. Um, and so I think I think Swings did a great job with that just because he realized that, they, that these guys can take that role on. Um, they've done a great job doing it. And they're only going to get better, right? At some point, like, you have to let those guys run with it. And I think that that's what they've done. Yeah, speaking of roles, did you all of a sudden find yourself in a position where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm the vet back here. You know what I mean? Like, Krug's oh, gone, Chara's gone. Did you take that seriously? Or did you just, like, kind of what, – what happened with that? Yeah, like, I, it was – I mean, <clears throat> like, 
overnight went from like, Hey, I'm like middle of the pack guy to like, you are the old guy. Um, like by a lot. Yeah. You know, like by like nine, 10 years. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> by a lot. You know what I mean? Like by a lot here. So I'm like, I'm just kind of scratching my head. Like, okay. All right. So, um, you know, and I'm not Z, like I'm not the number one, you know, this, I'm just kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm a role player. I'm doing my thing. And, but, um, you know, I get a good relationship with all the guys and we, you know, we, it, it was, it was definitely, there was a minute pause there. I was like, Oh, I'm the old guy now, like by far. <laughs> So when we, when we teased out the show, we kind of, we always asked Twitter and, and Instagram, like, Hey, give us some questions to ask Kevin Miller. And uh, the one that kept coming up was people want to know the kind of the story behind the Tage Thompson fight the other day. Obviously you got, you got a lot of him with that right hook. How did that start? Were you surprised that he wanted to go? I know you finished that hit and turned around and he was dropping his mitts. Like how did that all come about? Yeah. Like, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I think I played again. I think he was in St. Louis. I think I played one game against him in St. Louis. Um, or I'm not sure or not, but I, I don't really know much about him. Um, and then I, I hit the guy, I turned around and I, I was expecting maybe somebody give me like a, like a slash or something kind of, and then like nothing really happened. And then I turned around and I heard like, Hey, let's like, I heard something kind of like, Hey, let's go. And like, I didn't even know who, you know, I didn't know who it was at that point. I was just kind of like, okay, let's go. And then <laughs> like, next thing you know, we're, we're in it. And, and, but you know, like good on him. Like that's like, that's a response you want to see. Right. Um, and I give him all the credit and I, 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 I spoke to a few guys after the game and Hey, that's, you know, um, and I think somebody came up maybe during the, when I went to the penalty box was like, Hey, that's like his first fight. Maybe there's a ref. Somebody said that I was still all foggy, but, um, he was like, Hey, that's one of his first fights. And so I just looked over to him and said, Hey man, is it your first fight? He's like, yeah. Um, he's like, I was like, Hey man, congrats. Like good on you. Like that's, I think that's great. Good for him. Yeah. Well, and he's picking you who is the toughest guy in Boston and in that division, there's not many, like you got Tom Wilson. He's a tough cat. You got Matt Martin. Do you like the games change a little bit where you arguably might be the toughest guy in that division. Like, do you ever go into a game and be like, I got to watch out for this guy. Cause you're, 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 you're Kevin Miller, baby. It's, <laughs> oh, it's changed so much, man. And you know the drill. Like, John, like, when I first got in the league, it was like, I was not that by any means, right? I was not the enforcer or, like, a tough guy or, like, I was, like, a very, very middle-of-the-pack guy. Um, and, you know, obviously the game has changed so much. And maybe I saw, saw things differently as a younger kid. Um, but like, I mean, I just look back at some of the, you know, the monsters that were in the league back when I was first coming in and, um, and to be, I don't think I'm that by any means now, I think this is a game has changed a little bit and, and I don't, but you know, I'm never really been like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think it through much when that comes through. I just kind of, if it happens, it happens. And, and there we go. And the good thing with being a Bruins player is no matter who you fight or how you do Jack Edwards always calls the fight. Like you guys are Muhammad Ali and you knock everybody out. I remember when I said Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier, it doesn't matter what you do. Jack's always going to have your back. I I beat up Thority and you would have guessed that I was like, I I came to the fight with a gun and I just like assaulted this guy. He was like, God's a terrible player. I can't believe it. I'm like, holy cheese, Jack. Do you ever get annoyed at Jack Edwards? Like, kind of like pump the brakes, Jack, a little bit, like relax. Or do you love it? He sure does love his Boston like team, (laughs) man. He loves his Bruins. Like it is. And you know, it's like, it's like such like one, no one's in the middle. No one's like, Hey, he's all right. No, he's like, hey, he's all right. You either love Jack Edwards or you're like, 
I'm turning Essen off. And that's, you know what, that's, that's Boston hockey. Like that's, I mean, that's the fans. People love it. It's all, you know, so more power to them. It's, it's perfect for the Bruins because you guys are so polarizing. He does not pull any punches. He just no. like, he, he lets it he hang just out adds there. to it. He adds to it. And it's, it's just so egregious. I'm like, Jack, like, just take it. He, I remember I hit Louis Erickson clean hit center ice elbow to the head. It was not like, this is Jack's illegitimate son, Tim. <laughs> and, like, I still to this day when I go to Boston, people are like, nice to know you, bum. I'm like, kick it easy, you guys. Like, unbelievable. It's just, it's just craziness. But anyways, okay. So, Tim touched on it. You guys have won five in a row. You've gone from, you know, we're going to lose in the first round. Maybe we might not even make the playoffs. And now you're four points out of first place. You, the momentum's going. You got Tuca back. Where do you see you guys in the playoffs? How is the game? Honestly, is it a completely different team from two months ago to now? How's the vibe in the room? So, gosh, we started out so well too, right? So, like, the feeling that when we started out so well and then we started getting guys injured, we had a couple bad breaks. Like, we went to Tahoe and things were good. And then it started to, you know, you get to that midseason and then, like, the schedule just kind of threw us off so much. So, I don't think there was ever, like, a time when we were kicking ourselves. Like, oh, man, like, we're not making playoffs. Like, this is not – like I don't think – like, there was never any of that. It was just like, hey, we need to get our act together. And, and um, you know, we, we know we needed to add some stuff. And we did. We added it. And then I think that was a huge spark for us. But, you know, the – the goal, I mean, the goal every year for us, we need to get to the Stanley Cup. We need to win. And that's what, like, that's I, – I signed back for that. Like, hey, I wanted to come back and, like, do this. Like, get another shot at it. Like, 2019, kick me in the balls. And, like, I want, yeah. you know, that. So, I think that, that's where our head's at. Like, we want to – I think I think we I think we can. Like, that's, like, no bullshit answer. Like, I think we can. Well, yeah, especially with your new acquisitions. I've said it before. You like the team you are now is completely different than your team you were a month ago. Like the confidence is there, the swagger is back. Who's the guy like on that team? Because for some reason, I've never played with anybody from the Bruins, and I, I've been around the league. I played on seven teams, you know that. Like I was yeah. a, a suitcase, so I, I met a lot of guys. I never like I was always interested in Boston. Who's the guy? Who's the raw raw guy? Was it Bergie? Was it Marchi? Is it Krejci? Who is the guy? Is it Pasta? Is it you? Who's the guy who's like, come on, fellas? Like let's let's pick it up here. You know, and gosh, we. I don't think there's one guy. It's kind of by committee, right? It really is. And it sounds cliche to say that, right? But I think, uh, you know, you have Bergie, who's your captain, right? Who's been a leader for, for so long and, like, been there and done that. And, like, everybody looks up to him and he knows, like, he's just the ultimate pro, right? And then you have guys that, like, that, that it's almost like, almost like the military, right? You have your guy and then it breaks off from these guys and it breaks off from these guys. And it's like the response. And we talk about that a lot. We have – our, our doctor ant meetings and it's like our, you know, sports psychologist and he does some stuff for us. And we have those meetings where like, Hey, everybody is a part of the chain and, and to, to, to do their job. And, but I don't think there's one guy. I think it, it's because some nights one guy's not going to have it and it's the job of the other guys to pick up the rest of us. So, um, and we, you know, we still have a lot of veterans in that, in that room and, and that have been there and done that. So, and it's, it's the job of the younger guys to, to pull on the chain as well. So I wouldn't say there's one really like raw, raw guy, but it's, it's by committee. Well, on that note, I mean, obviously Bergeron's been a leader in that room for a long time, even before he was wearing the C. But now that he is officially the captain, like what are some of the biggest or maybe the biggest difference between his leadership style versus uh, Charas? Z, Z during the game, um, there were times where, you know, and there were times where he would, 
you know, we're not playing really well, like period ends where he's like, he's talking, right. Where, Hey, it's a serious conversation at that point. Like, you know, it's coming. That's, that's Z, you know, it's coming. Z steps up. Hey guys, we need to get our act together. Bergie's more, um, Bergie, I think Bergie's more vocal. Um, not only during intermission, but like during the game as well on the bench, like providing that, Hey, like we need to, you know, this is, we're, we're good. Things, you know, and so I, I think that's probably, and that's just two different kind of leadership styles as well. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably the biggest one is just, just their, their vocal leadership. That's the two difference. Who's the biggest loser in the room and be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> There's always one. Just please tell me. Let me just, let me think here. Oh man. <laughs> Do we, oh man, it's so i'm like you're gonna be like shut up miller like we have such good guys man. oh everyone's have, just a gem no oh. it's not it's not even that like it's not even like everyone's a gem it's not like like we just gosh we just have a good tight group really we really do we're like uh we don't have any dickheads i you know what i think it's and i think kudos to the organization because we haven't brought in those guys and if they have been there, they got out of there. Yeah. We just haven't, right? Krug. So they got it, rid of Krug. <laughs> <laughs> terrible guy, you know? No, <laughs> no we just it, it, we just never had we, – we, and I don't think there's a lot of the guys in the league like that. Um, there are, you know, you know, they sneak through the cracks. But I, we just haven't had those guys. We really don't have any of those guys in our room. Um, you know what they say, though, it. Kevin – if you can't find the jerk in the room, it's you. You're looking at him. So I like I, I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> on your next interview, Pasta's gonna go. Millsy's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we get Pasternak. Yeah, he's he's he'll tell you straight up. You know, he's, there's no filter there. He'll tell you straight up. Oh, he's just gonna throw you right under the bus. That's no, funny. <laughs> You know, after after uh, missing all that time last year, the injury, you didn't have a contract. Everyone, I mean, I'm, I'm a Boston fan, like John said. We were all wondering what was going to happen, and then to get that to get that offer, to get that contract, and then you know, when there's so much uncertainty, and then step back on the ice for your first game. You talk a little bit about just what that meant to you, to your family, and, and what that felt like to step on the ice again after so long. Yeah, it was um, like that. You know, injuries suck. Everybody knows that. It took a toll on me a lot on and off the ice, uh, family wise, the whole thing. And, uh, but to sign it, especially to come back to Boston, it was like, just, it was awesome. It was like, I said, I wanted to come back cause I wanted, you know, another chance. I want a chance to win a Stanley cup. And this is the spot to do it. It's the place I've been. And, and I know the group, and I know that they'd give me the, the room to kind of make sure that I could, I'd be ready to go. But, um, to be totally honest with you, like, I don't know without COVID, I don't know if I'd be playing right now. So if a normal season would have started, um, September, October comes around, game start. Like I wasn't really cleared to play until like basically I showed back up, up to Boston, like December 27th. So, you know, if you're looking at it that way, like um, I would, you know, half the season would have been over and like I probably would have been, you know, teams would be like, yeah, he's, he's done. Right. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And then to just be playing right now, I think I, I think I have a, a different perspective on things. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of playing on borrowed time. So every, you know, every day, 
that I get to put the skates on and put the, pull the jersey over is a good day for me. Like, there's no bad days in the NHL. And, like, I really I, – I, like, I feel like that. Sam, remind us to put some music behind that, and then we'll Please have do. a montage just, of just – yeah, it'll, really, it'll be really sweet. We'll, we'll yeah. be yeah. – it'll be nice. We'll contrast that with the biggest jerk on the team. It'll be good. It'll be – Exactly. Uh, play it, play it up. Play it up. It'll be great. It so, you mentioned the end of hockey. I, I still think you have a few good years left in you. You and Marshawn have a business together. Is that the shirt you're wearing now? Miller Marshawn Clothing Company? What is that? How does that come about? Oh, man. It's so much fun. We had a great time. We have a great time with it. It's Marsh and Milko. Like, the, we're sitting on the bus. Like, we both like to hunt and fish and, you know, do stuff outdoors and enjoy our time. And um, we're sitting on the bus a couple of years ago. And, hey, man, what are you doing this summer? Where are you going? Where are you going to hunt? What are you doing? I'm like, hey, man, we should, we should, you know, we should make a business. We can write off our hunts so we can go off and do stuff. I'm like, what do you want to do? Like make some shirts and hats. It's like, yeah, we could write off our hunts. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You're going to hunt, you spend money to go do this stuff. We're like, yeah, we can make this business and like make cool and figure we sell, you know, 10 or 10 or 12 hats, call it a day. And, um, you know, we've, we've, you know, we had some people, a lot of people helping us and, and, um, I don't know, it just turned into something that we never really thought it would be. Um, and we've had a ton of fun doing it. So where can uh, my listeners find, what is it called? Miller, Marsh Miller? Marsh Milko. Marsh Milko. Where can we find that stuff? Online, marshmilko.com. Oh. Don't, don't, add, don't add me right now. I'm not, I'm, you don't have to plug this in there. I don't <laughs> care. I'm going to go buy a shirt. I think it's cool. MMC. We'll, I'll send you some stuff. You'll enjoy it. It's cool. Enjoy I it. like hunting and fishing and yeah, listening to Luke go. Adams every day. It's fun. There you go. There That's you go. Are you, are you, are you, do you actually hunt fish? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't hunt per se, but I fish quite a bit. So <laughs> okay. I've never shot a gun. Is that a oh, problem? That's a problem. Well, we we bow hunt. So we I want to bow hunt. I'll tell you that, Millsy. I just bought a big chunk of land in Michigan. One of the days we were driving up my driveway, I got a long two track. A massive buck. I'm talking like a ten eleven pointer was just sitting there. One of the biggest deer I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm just like, that's a big deer. And so my my father in law has a bow. I want to get out and start hunting because I want to, you know. You eat it, you, you yeah. take care of it. So you want you want something that'll get your rocks off, like fighting did. Go sit in a yeah. tree stand and, and, and bow hunt one of those things. It, it, that's is that exciting? Oh, you have no idea. It's unbelievable. It I promise you, so boring. It's not like it's boring for ninety nine percent of the time because you're like, oh, when the hell is this thing going to come out? Like, yeah, it's been three days, I haven't seen a damn deer, and then all of a sudden he walks out. I guarantee you, like, you'll be shaking just like that. I promise. really. It's wild. And you have one shot to get it through the heart. And that's it, man. Like it's one and done. And it's one, it's not like bird hunting where you can shoot all day. It's like, you got that one time and you better do it right. And it's, it's awesome. What's the biggest stag you've ever buried? I shot a Buffalo. What? Yep. With my bow. Tate Thompson. It was on a, <laughs> it was on a ranch out in Utah. My, my buddy's place has a bunch of buffaloes out there, and I shot a bison with my, with my bow. What do you do with that carcass? Do you eat it? Buffalo? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you stuff the head? Uh, yeah, you can. Did you? Oh, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. See, you're a man. I'm, I'm even more intimidated now. <laughs> man, he's so cool. Unbelievable. You think you know you, a guy. John, get a bow and go sit in the tree. I'm, you're going to be like, this is miserable. You're going to get rained on. This is going to suck. And then it's going to come by that one time. And you're going to be like, this is awesome. 
somebody left their tree blind on my property. So I have one. It's You're like good to go. You're good to go. All right. Have you ever been to Michigan, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Traverse City? Uh, no. All right. We'll have to invite you up. We got good yeah. golf courses and good hunting. And oh, right on. All Absolutely. Right. When you're retired in five years, we'll have you up. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. Sounds, sounds so good. Tim's got some rapid fire, real yeah. fun questions. Yeah, we're going to be, gonna, gonna be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just rapid fire, quick answers. Uh, who was your favorite D partner of your Bruins career? Crib. Why? Uh, first guy really kind of played with the NHL. Hardest guy in the NHL to defend against? Patrick Kane. Ooh. Uh, most underrated player in the league, not a teammate? Uh, oh, that's tough, man. Kopitar? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, hmm. Toughest guy you fought? Blair Riley. Who is that? In the AHL, I got beat up bad. NHL, let's keep it irrelevant. My fans oh, don't know who Blair Riley is. Sorry, 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 sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, uh, Deloria. Nah, he's a tough kid. Yeah, yeah, he's a tough kid. Will Charlie McAvoy win a Norris Trophy someday? Yes. Matthews or McDavid? Or Poster. Pasta. McDavid. He chose McDavid over Pasternak. Whoa! <laughs> you slipped that in there like perfect timing. Uh, that's what she said. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, oh, McDavid. any other anyone? Any other ones, Tim? No, it's good. Why would you never fight me? Uh, because you you beat me up. <sighs> good answer. I was hoping for something more spicy. But anyways, all right, Kevin. Listen, man. I don't want to keep you. You got a big game tomorrow. We hope you. Your foot feels better, and it's not infected anymore with the bursitis. Appreciate it. You know, we'll be rooting for you. I want Boston to win the cup. I think it'd be great. It would be, be great. Exciting, I think we'll get man. it done. I think you'll get it done, too. Keep yeah. rolling, my man. All the best. We'll be in touch in the offseason. You can bring the cup to Michigan. We'll fill it with deer blood. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> it'll be epic. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, in. it was a pleasure. Good luck with everything. We'll, we'll, we'll be yeah. in touch. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 